Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Pop Culture and the Pea Brains Fa La 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 La. Are you want me to respond? Yes. <laughs> I'm going to. <laughs> Uh, it is uh, two weeks exactly until the Christmas ho, day. Ho, ho. Are you are you dressing up as Santa this no, year no. again? Uh, again? Again? Yeah. I didn't last year. So no. well, you got the you have the mustache. You still need to work on the beard. I have a the belly bit. too. I didn't say that. Yeah, while well, you were thinking. I did. <laughs> All right. Well, in the Christmas spirit. We are going to be talking about some Christmas movies. And Christmas specials. Specials. Now, I thought it would be fun if we were to rank them like we did Thanksgiving food. Mm -hmm. So on a scale of 1 to 10, or we could do it like you say which one's your favorite and you go down the list saying which one's like your... Well, for example, we have nine movies here. Well, I mean, there's more than nine. Well, obviously, yes. But these are the nine kind of main ones that we have come up with. Yeah, well, let's just talk about... uh, Let's talk about Home Alone. Okay. Okay, that's that's first on the list. Wait. That is so gross. (laughs) Um, All right, so Home Alone. Uh, It's got... uh, Made in the early 90s, Macaulay Culkin. Culkin? Culkin. Culkin. I thought it was the 80s. Is it not the 80s? No, 90s. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Okay. Uh, And it's got, what's the main character's name? Like, I know it's Macaulay Culkin, but what's his name? Kevin. Kevin McAllister. That's right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And Catherine O'Hara's in it? she's in it. She's the mom. She's also in Beetlejuice, Mm -hmm. which is... One of my favorite kind of Halloween yeah, movies. I knew there would be an Italian somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Um, but so, for anyone who's not seen Home Alone, the plot is essentially two poor men try to uh, sneak break in, in. Uh, break in, they uh, sneak, they break in for break for in. maybe a bite to eat on this cold Christmas mm-hmm. Eve, yeah. and this psychopath of a child. No, this child is left home alone his family left him home alone and he has to defend the home with tarantulas and paint cans tied to rope and literal flamethrowers where did he get a flame i don't know with the guy one of the criminals i remember um was walking up a tar covered steps oh gosh there was was, don't say (laughs) there was a nail (laughs) a nail sticking up (laughs) Out of that car, and of course he didn't see it, and he stepped on it, and it had to hurt. It really had to hurt. Oh my gosh, I cannot even fathom that. Like in the movie, yeah, it was played by Daniel Stern. Daniel Stern is he? He's still alive. Oh yeah. Uh, is is uh, Joe Pesci? Joe Pesci? Uh huh. Yeah, they're both still alive. They're both getting up there. There yeah, they right? are. Uh, but I just want to. So, like, in the movie, obviously they don't have him actually step on a nail. I hope hope not. Otherwise, Daniel Stern's, you know... That was so funny. Oh, God. Oh, I, like, it, it filled me with dread. I did not want to watch that movie because of that scene. And Home Alone 2 was just as funny. Now, this was... Uh, Lost another, in New York. Lost in New York. Uh, it's got Tim Curry in it. Yeah, it does. But uh, Kevin McAllister's left Home Alone again. Only this time he's in a hotel in New York. And... Uh, <laughs> The same two guys. Somehow are in New York. Are in New York. And 
Yeah, it's just it's it's good. So let's talk real quick about their monikers throughout this whole thing. Do you remember their names? Not not their names, but like their uh, their like bandit titles. Well, they were the wet bandits. They were the wet bandits. Yeah, why? Because why? they ran the after they would break into a home, they would run the the sink. They would just let the water run and the bathroom run. But why? Because they wanted to have a calling card. Okay. Uh, and then, did you know that they actually graduated from Wet Bandit School, and then they moved on to... Or rather, this was either before or after Wet Bandits. You've watched this movie way too many times. No, no, no. They became the Sticky Bandits. Well, it was Marvin and Harry. Marvin. The two. Uh, can you do your best Joe Pesci impression? No. Best Joe Pesci impression. Uh, That's a lot of S sounds. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um... I think I think we should have a, a read of, of Home Alone at some point. I'll play Joe Pesci, you'll play Marv, uh, and we'll just read the lines and see if we get it accurate mm-hmm. to the to the thing. Right. Um, gosh, which is which is worse? If you got robbed by the wet bandits or the sticky bandits? I don't want to get robbed at all. I know, but like just the name. Like how embarrassed would you be if like, hey, how are you? Pretty bad. Got robbed by the sticky bandits last night. <laughs> Well, <laughs> that sounds like a euphemism. I don't like that. Uh, okay. Let's move to the next movie. <laughs> okay. One of my favorites. Okay. One of my favorites of all time. Elf. No, no, no. no. <laughs> nice, nice try. That's uh, that's a young people's favorite movie. Have you I even mean, watched the whole I, thing? Oh, yeah, I've watched it. But I, I prefer Christmas Vacation with the Griswolds. Something about uh, the Griswolds and the Griswold house. And Cousin Eddie pulling up in that RV, it's just, I just love it. Now, can you give us an Uncle Eddie impression? Cousin Eddie. Cousin Eddie, sorry. Well, he's Uncle Eddie to the kids. To the kids, yeah. Yeah, but can you give a, a Cousin Eddie impression? One of his famous I, No, don't put me on the spot like that. I, I, why? Because, you know. Next we have... No, 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 we're not, we, we can't move on that quickly. We got... So, like, what is the overall... So, some people... You said Elf is a young people's movie. Mm-hmm. Well, we have some young listeners. Right. Some people might not have seen Christmas Vacation. Well, Christmas Vacation is just... Now, oddly enough, it was filmed, I want to say, in Colorado. And uh, when it was filmed, it was filmed, actually, during the summertime. All the snow scenes, it was fake snow. Yeah. And it was extremely warm. And they, the actors had to look like they were cold. So they did. They had more acting to do than just saying the lines. Like, why do they pick the summer though? I think uh, I have no idea. I'm, I'm assuming the cost of production maybe was a little lower during the summer months. I just like I, I understand the need to use fake snow because that's like you can't really plan when there's going to be a sufficient amount of snow because there's a lot of snow in this right, movie. Right. But like. Just the concept of, I mean, saving a couple thousand dollars to record in the the hot summer months of Colorado. Like, like Colorado, unless you're up in the mountainous areas, I imagine it gets fairly warm in the summer. Mm-hmm. And it would just be, I mean, maybe pick like a late fall month, like yeah. October. Right. It just it struck me as no odd. Idea. Um, and what they do, are, there are trees in the movie, right? Do they have to, like, pluck all the leaves off the trees and everything? I, I don't know. It's I, weird. I don't know. 
Now, you were saying we're going to rank these yeah. 1 to 10, and I would rank Home Alone a 6, 6 to 7. Really? Yeah. I would rank Christmas Vacation a good 8 to 9. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So, I'm going to, I'm going to, those are the only, like, blank to blank numbers you get. The rest of them, you got to do either one number or no number. So, like, like you can't say Polar Express. Sorry, we're going to talk about Polar Express. You can't say Polar Express is like a 4 to a 5. It's either a 4 or a 5. Are you making up rules now? I am. So I have to give a specific number. After so, the first two you're fine, but let's mm-hmm. let's move on to Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street. There are two of them. There are two, and I've seen neither of them. Well, you you missed out. Um, the early one was set at. Uh, I want to say it was it was the Macy's Department Store um, on Thirty Fourth Street in New York, and it was uh, I don't know something about it that black and white imagery was just in my opinion better now i'm not so we so one of the names that we were actually considering naming the show was just young and old Mm -hmm. because we have an older mr carson we have a younger mr carson and we were going to kind of compare our opinions now i'm not going to i'm not saying this to kind of patronize you but it's more so a question of would you say you have an old-fashioned taste in movies yes oh absolutely would that contrastingly make you less kind of up for newer films? Well, see, the way I see it is, and I I may be completely wrong, and you young folks may see things a completely different way than I do, but it seems to me that comedy for the young person today is forced. Um... the jokes are exaggerated and I think some of the funniest things that happen are life things that happen that aren't forced. They just happen. Yeah. So, and I think, uh, the older movies contain more life issues and that makes them funny just by themselves, just in in itself. Okay. I'll give you that. Granted, I do think, it's a it's a sliding scale. I think that there's some amazing movies from the past. I mean, one we're going to get to in the next little bit, It's a Wonderful Life. I think that's one of the greatest films ever made. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think there are definitely duds from the past. Have you ever seen the movie Citizen Kane? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't think it's a dud per it's se. It's not a dud. It's, it's not, but it's, it's an abstract work of art. Yeah. You don't watch it expecting Die Hard. You watch it expecting to experience it rather than watch it well that's another one die hard My, um, your mother says that die hard was a christmas movie it's not necessarily a christmas movie it was set during christmas but it's not necessarily a christmas movie now i don't know because i like the idea of christmas movies being more than just rudolph the i can't sing that copyright issues uh i i, I like to think that they are more than just hey Things are bad. Santa is incapacitated in some way. Christmas is ruined. You know, sometimes you need some terrorists in your Christmas movies. Oh. And sometimes they got to be German and they have to be Hans Gruber and they have to be played by late actor uh, Alan Rickman. Gosh, he's, an, he's a good actor. Yeah, he was. And I, you know, I miss his work. I do too. I do too. What was So, little oh. little branch off, what was your favorite Alan Rickman role? Probably the role he played in all the Harry Potter movies. Professor Snape? Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Really? I 
I would have expected you to say Die Hard, honestly. Well, it was that, no, 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 no. Uh, it was either the Harry Potter movies or he was, uh, I can't think of his name, but he was in uh, Galaxy Quest with Tim Allen. Uh, oh, uh, gosh, I cannot remember either, mm-hmm. but he played this alien character. Mm-hmm. Dr. So-and-so, Dr. but I can't remember who. Was it Lazarus? Maybe maybe it was Lazarus. I think Dr. Was. Lazarus, yeah. Uh, gosh, that's a, that's a deep cut right there. That's mm-hmm. an obscure movie. And we are completely off track. We are. I, before before we get back on track, I just want to say that I really enjoyed uh, Alan Rickman's portrayal of, uh, what's his name? Gosh, uh, Judge Turpin from Sweeney Todd, Demon Barber Fleet Street. He, in the Tim Burton film, uh, he played the main antagonist. Um, he played this kind of creepy judge that was creepy. I'm not going to go with the Christmas movie. Okay, all right. Well, I mean... Okay, so what is the plot of the Miracle on 34th Street? Because I literally have no idea what it's about. Well, this girl, this young girl... Played by Matilda. ...was told that there was no Santa Claus. And there was a guy who worked for Macy's as the Santa. And he kept insisting his last name was Kringle, Chris Kringle. And uh, eventually... He kind of proved himself to the little girl that he was Santa. And, well, you know, I'm not going to give a spoiler, but um, it's a good movie. Take okay. my word for it. I, and I'll give it a seven. Thank you. Thank you. Really? That's higher a than Home Alone? Seven. Yes. That's higher than Home Alone. Okay. So you said there are two yeah. old one seven or new one seven? I, both. Okay. I am both. I, I personally, like, you made out this list, so I don't feel comfortable rating all of them, because, like I said, I haven't seen Miracle on 34th Street. Um, Home Alone, I'm going to have to give a nice 7. I really enjoy Home Alone. Christmas Vacation, 8. Hey guys, this is Brett Carson here uh, for the first intermission, and this one comes to us from Taylor to Devin. Taylor says to Devin, "'Twas just yesterday we were sharing Mom's stomach. Today we are close as ever and thankfully no longer swimming in goo. To all our years together, I wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year." That was a sweet and honestly somewhat horrifying uh, message. So, thank you for that, Taylor, and I hope Devin appreciates it. If you would like to get a message on pop culture in the pea brains or the audio amphitheater as a part of the regularly scheduled intermission, uh, please send that information to bcarson129 at gmail.com, bcarson129 at gmail.com, and you can give your donation to the GoFundMe link that is on Brett Carson Productions on Instagram and Facebook. So if you have any problems, just shoot me a message. Otherwise, let's get back to our regularly scheduled show. The next one we're going to talk about... uh, Definite classic. Definite classic. Definitely a classic. It's amazing to me. It's a wonderful film. It's uh, Christmas with the Cranks. (laughs) That's a good movie too, really. 
That's a pretty good movie. That's not where I was headed. No, no, no. But where I'm, I'm, I'm we'll, we'll stick with Christmas of the Cranks. I'm going off script because no, I want to talk about no. it. I want, I want to talk about Christmas of the Cranks too. <laughs> Christmas with the Cranks. Tim Allen and, and uh, uh, what's her name? Tommy Lee. Jamie. Tommy Lee Jones. <laughs> Jamie Lee Curtis. Can you imagine a Christmas film with Tim Allen and Tommy Lee Jones playing a married couple? No. I think that'd be the funniest let's, thing. Let's get back on track. <laughs> Please. Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and then and the daughter. Whose name is Blair? Blair. Yeah. Blair went away to join the Peace Corps. The, the Peach Corps? Peace Corps. Peace Corps. Yeah. And uh, while she was gone... Tim Allen had the idea that they would go on a cruise. I have a joke. Would you like to hear it? Go ahead. So you said the Peach Corps? I didn't say I, that. I personally would have joined the pair of troopers. Don't be a stand-up comedian. Just don't do it. I'm sitting down. Don't be a sit-down comedian. Anyway, um, what, what were you saying? Blair, they wanted to get away for Christmas. Yeah, they wanted to get away for Christmas. Yep. And then Blair decided that she was going to come home for Christmas. With? Her boyfriend. Her, her fiancé. Fiance. Yeah. Uh, Enrique. And How do you remember that? How recently have you watched this movie? Well, I, it was written by John Grisham, one of my favorite authors. Oh, really? Yeah. John Grisham wrote Christmas with the Cranks? Yeah. I find that highly odd. Yeah, he wrote, it was called Skipping Christmas, and they, they made the movie based on Skipping Christmas. Okay, interesting. I'll have to read the book. Because yeah. I just, I see Christmas with the Cranks as this kind of crazy slapstick Tim Allen film, and John Grisham I don't necessarily associate with, like, slapstick. Well, take my word comedy. for it, John Grisham wrote it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, one, of, one of my favorite actors is also in the film. Uh, Dan Aykroyd. Yes. Dan Aykroyd's in the film. Do you remember what he does? He was one of the neighbors. He's one and, of the neighbors, uh, yeah. He wanted everybody to have their home decorated for Christmas, and they wanted Frosty, they wanted on, Frosty. The, on the roof. Their cult that had everybody put up Frosty, and the cranks decide, we're not going to do that. And the <laughs> entire neighborhood throws a coup to get them to put up Frosty. Well, then when Blair decides to come home, Tim Allen and his wife, Jamie Lee Curtis, not Tommy Lee Jones. That would be so funny. I'm going to pitch that. They're to all of a sudden, they're, they're, they have a home with no decorations. They have a home with no meal for a party. Yeah. They have no Frosty, nothing. And the whole neighborhood has to, spoiler alert, has to get together to help them. This movie came out 17 years ago. Get ready for Blair's arrival. Now, I have this kind of philosophical question for you. Um, also, if you can hear us, we have our, our elbows basically propped on a metal bed frame. So if you can hear that, apologies. But, so, this idea of kind of this neighborhood coming together to get a, a Christmas party ready for Blair. Right. Do you think it would have been a better Christmas story, a more original Christmas story, if Blair had come home and they had Christmas without all the bells and whistles? And they just had a had, they had a non traditional Christmas because well, I don't know, because I think the last part of the movie was very touching. Yeah. When Tim Allen, 
who could no longer use the cruise, yeah. took the whole package over across the street to a neighbor that he really didn't get along with and gave the cruise to the neighbor whose wife was going through cancer. Yeah. And that's one of the most touching moments in that whole movie. I think afterwards the guy still says, I don't like you very much. Well, no, he says something like, uh, does this mean we still have to, does this mean we have to like one another? And uh, Tim Allen says, of course not. And uh, they went on being so-called enemies. enemies. But um, it was a good part. And later they killed each other. Mm -hmm. Um, Sit down comedian, he's not. Okay, thanks. Thank you. My students think I'm hilarious. Well, your students, never mind. Um, Some of them have never watched It's a Wonderful Life, which was the movie we were going toward. It's a Wonderful Life, and I can imagine a person not seeing that movie. All joking aside, it is a Christmas classic. Yeah. And it's not even really, I mean, it's about Christmas, but it's more so about kind of the generosity of mankind and valuing the life that you have in a weird way you could almost see like the saw films as kind of sequels to it's a wonderful life Saw, yeah because you know jigsaw like his whole thing is he wants people to value the life that they have and i mean essentially what what the angel does what's the angel's name Clarence. Clarence. what clarence does is he takes the main character whose name escapes me george bailey george bailey um isn't there an alcohol? There's an alcohol called Bailey's, right? I'm not going there. I okay. Don't know. Well, I was just I was just curious. So Clarence takes him through this kind of nightmare scene where he doesn't exist anymore. Well, George says, you know, he wants to kill himself, and uh, Clarence says, you, sh- you shouldn't talk like that. He says, and uh, George says, oh, maybe it would be better if I wasn't ever born at all. And uh, Clarence says, oh, that's. He goes, wait a minute, wait a minute. That might do it. And so George had to see what life would be like if he never existed. Not that you're, you know, yes, it's one one thing to have your life taken away. Yeah. And, you know, know, everybody you've touched up to that point was touched. But to never touch a soul, your whole life, well, non-existent, so to speak. That would have to be... I mean, just think about you. Yeah. Had you never been born, things would be completely Better. different. <laughs> <laughs> things would be completely different from Austin Peay's standpoint, Father Ryan's standpoint. Shouldn't mention specific schools. Whatever, you know, whatever. I still think... I'm, I'm going to write a fan fiction tonight about... Um, Saw being a spiritual sequel to It's a Wonderful Life called It Was a Wonderful Life. (laughs) All right. I think we have time for one more film, but we got to rate. We got to rate Christmas with the Cranks and It's a Wonderful Life. I'll rate Christmas with the Cranks and I'll give it a good six. Okay. Okay. It's a Wonderful Life, a hard nine. Christmas with the Cranks, I'm going to give a five. Uh, Tommy Lee Jones just didn't do a stand-up performance in that one. Um, and I, I didn't appreciate it. Um, it's a wonderful life. Definitely. I'm, I'm going to agree with you. Nine. Because mm-hmm. it doesn't matter, like, what time of year. Like, I'm not I'm not necessarily a 
sit down and watch a whole movie in one sitting type of person. Like I'll watch half a movie, I'll go do some stuff. And then like a couple days later, I'll finish the movie. But like, it's a wonderful life. I can walk in at any time and enjoy the whole movie. Mm-hmm. And we actually saw a production of it at uh, Dollywood. Mm-hmm. We saw a live production of it, and they actually incorporated uh, a song from Cabaret, which is a Candor and Ebb musical that I really enjoy and have the sheet music for. They incorporated one of the songs called Money into the show, which I don't know how they got the rights to it, but it was amazing, and I loved it. But we have time for one more movie, and I think it would be a downright shame if we did not talk about Elf. I've never seen Elf. You've never seen Elf? No. I mean, I've seen parts of it, but... Uh... Santa! All right, so let me learn you some stuff, okay? So well, his name is Buddy. His name is Buddy the Elf. Mm-hmm. Uh, essentially, he... So I've only seen it all the way through once, uh, but I've, I've, I'm fairly familiar with the story, and there's also a Broadway musical... Uh, of it, uh, released in, I believe, 2011, and Buddy is, I don't want to say kidnapped, but I think Santa accidentally brings him to the North Pole when he's a baby, and he gets raised with the elves, and he, he grows up thinking that he's an elf, but he is a human man, so he is, you know, much taller than all the elves, and he eventually goes to Santa, and Santa says, hey, your dad is not me. I, uh, I am, I am not your dad. I, your dad is in New York and buddy goes to New York and kind of experiences life from the standpoint of someone secluded from mankind for all of his life and has that kind of naivety, that joy of being kind of separate from the world. And then it comes face to face with all the harshness of reality. And by the end of it, he re he reunites with his family it's actually really touching. Um, and it's a Christmas classic, and there's also a lot of memes that stem from it, which are very choice this time of year. Well, take your word for it. A lot of young folks like the movie Elf. Mm-hmm. They do. I, you know, I, I'm not, I don't feel like I can even rate it because I haven't seen enough. I've seen parts of it, but not enough to rate it. Now, I could rate the next one, Polar Express. We're gonna we're gonna save that one. We're gonna save yeah, that one because yeah. we we got uh, we 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 do a, th- a thirty minute thing and and uh, I I feel like we could we could do a little bit more with these in a future episode. But how do you feel about Will Ferrell? Because he he plays Buddy. He he's a good actor. The thing I have a problem with with Will Ferrell is. Then I think he forces comedy. Remember earlier I said, yeah. I think people like Jim Carrey, Will Ferrell, I think they're forcing laughter more than needs to be. That's my opinion. Have you ever seen Ace Ventura? I've seen bits and pieces of it. Okay. It's, Jim Carrey. It's a good movie. Ace Ventura 2 is like okay because i fully agree that in that one jim carrey just kind of takes things a little too far but ace ventura i would say is kind of a cult classic will ferrell i actually really enjoy there's a there's a film called Step Brothers that he's also in have you seen that one no and talladega nights and talladega nights which i've yet to see but Step Brothers is really good it's him and john c Riley 
playing these middle-aged stepbrothers that reunite in their like late 30s and it's really funny but anyway um we're we're wrapping up and so i figured real quick what do you want for christmas i haven't really thought about it it's december 11th i know what day it is I kind of yeah, need to we, know what you want. We we talked about it being only two weeks from Christmas. Yeah, that's kind of spooky. Yeah, it's so only three weeks from 2020 being well, over. Hold it, before before we do all this stuff, let's go back to Elf. You're gonna, I'm not ranking it, but you oh, can't. Okay. Um, so Elf, I'm not gonna put it up there with like Christmas Vacation or It's a Wonderful Life, but I'm gonna give Elf a nice seven because I enjoy it. If you were to say like, let's watch it now, I'd watch it. Because I, I enjoy it about as much as Home Alone. Uh, and I also, I, I have to give it bonus points because there is a musical of it. And if, if you guys would like to listen to the most earworm kind of get-in-your-head song ever, uh, Sparkle Jolly Twinkle Jingle on Spotify is an amazing song. And my ex-girlfriend hates it. So please listen to it as much as possible. I also kind of hate it, but it's so catchy. Anyway, you know, when we're talking about these movies, some of them are spotlighted at Opryland. You mm-hmm. know, they're having uh, at the Country Christmas in Opryland, you can see um, some of the, not the sets, because the sets are long gone, but the actual uh, imagery of It's a Wonderful Life and Christmas Vacation. Mm-hmm. Some of these other, Elf is another example of a movie that was, would be spotlighted in Opryland. It's really interesting because, like, It's a Wonderful Life was made in, what, the 60s? Mm-hmm. And it no, is no, not... no, 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 no. It's a Wonderful Life was made in the 40s. Really? Yes. So everybody that made it's probably dead. Uh, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Um, but not Clarence, because he's an angel. Well, if he's an angel, he was dead when they made it. <laughs> uh, no, but um, I think it's really interesting because all these movies, they are considered classics, but at different generational levels. So, like, It's a Wonderful Life made in the 40s. It has been known as a classic for over half a century. And, when you know, oddly enough, when it first came out, it was rejected. Nobody wanted to see it. Mm-hmm. And it just grew in the mainstream over time. And and movies like Elf and Home Alone, they've only been around for, I mean, two or three decades. If that. If that. Yet they're seen as classics. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, uh, I we'll talk about it next time, but the Jim Carrey's The Grinch. I mean, the, the original Grinch is kind of a Dr. Seuss classic, mm-hmm. but the, the Grinch with Jim Carrey is, again, a cult classic. Mm-hmm. To where there are people that worship that film and watch it every Christmas. And, you know, I think part of the traditions of Christmas is watching movies. Mm -hmm. Which I don't know if that's the best, you know, tradition on Christmas. No, no, I didn't say it was one of the best ones. I just said it was one of the ones. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I also, I, I really enjoy just the Christmas time in general, getting to... Uh, it's almost like a social expectation to spend time with family. But I mean, for people like, like when I lived in Clarksville, when I was in college, I didn't spend a whole lot of time with you guys. Cause I mean, I'd come home once every couple, like once a month or something like that, stay home for a couple days and then go back to college. But Christmas is always a time where it's like, Hey, I am here. 
let's spend some time together. Like let's, even if it's just, let's throw on a movie that we all like, let's put in Christmas vacation and just watch even just half of it or something like that. I like that a lot, mm-hmm. but we've gotten to the end of another episode. Well, to answer your question, any kind of coffee, I'll, any kind of coffee, Yeah, coffee. I, you know, I, I have one of those Keurigs at school and I like those little pods. So, and I have to drink decaf because I suffered a heart attack, you know, 10 years ago. Yep. So, uh, but uh, but that is sort of to answer your question. Uh, if anybody would like to get him a Christmas gift, he wants coffee, decaf, pods for his Keurig. <laughs> okay. And, uh, I want to thank uh, Cole and Taylor. Cole and Taylor. Cole for the music, Taylor for the artwork. Um, and I wanted to give a brief plug. Is it really a plug if it's from my own thing? Mm-hmm. Well, okay, so Brett Carson Productions is officially on Instagram and Facebook, and it is a podcast network uh, that includes both the Audio Amphitheater, which has kind of been combined from the Audio Amphitheater and the Audio Amphitheater After Hours. It's, it's come together into one pod ta- uh, podcast series, and Pop Culture and the Pea Brains. And we are actually hosting a spotlight special on GoFundMe. Uh, if you look us up uh, at Brett Carson Productions on Instagram or Facebook, you will actually see a link to a GoFundMe page. And if you're looking for a gift for a family, friend, loved one, whatever, you can uh, you can spend ten dollars to get a up to a fifty word spotlight message read by either myself or dad carson uh more than likely it'll be me but if you have a special request for dad carson i'm sure he wouldn't be opposed to that i have a better voice by the way i would argue that dr phil Mm -hmm. um anyway uh but if you do that so the gofundme there's several levels uh the first level if you donate um so on a standard donation ten dollars you will get an uh a written letter from myself kind of saying thank you so much for all you've done, for all your donating, and for being a, a listener of this of these shows. If you donate normally $20, you'd get the letter and a shout-out, a 50-word shout-out on a podcast. That's not how it works now, because due to the holiday special, if you donate $10, you get the shout-out. You get the spotlight uh, during the brand-new intermission so after this episode, we're actually going to be incorporating an intermission into our episodes. Really? Uh, yeah. That way, uh, any spotlights... He don't tell me anything. I don't. Uh, I'm, I'm the producer. I, Whatever. I didn't figure this out until Go earlier. Okay. Uh, and if you donate uh, $50 or more, uh, I've yet to kind of figure out what I'm going to do. But if you would like to be on the podcast in some way, uh, Pop Culture and the Pea Brains then, yeah, we can work that out. I, I don't necessarily have kind of tiers beyond $20, uh, but the thing is, any money that goes towards this GoFundMe for Brett Carson Productions, it does not go into my pocket. It goes toward the artists. And let's just say anything you say or do will be appreciated. Yes. Uh, so, like... Even if you don't, if you don't feel comfortable donating money because it's it's a really weird time, if you just want to email us and say, "Hey, talk about biscuits for a week," I don't know. I have a student that I taught that really likes biscuits, so like, I don't know. I do too. 
Yeah, uh, we're not gonna say his gravy name. On it. Huh? Gravy on it. Yeah. I mean, you like? I mean, everybody likes Sausage. biscuits, uh, chicken. Uh, but anyway, I, I'm rambling. But please, if you if you have the time, money, or interest, please look up Brett Carson Productions on Instagram or Facebook and consider donating to the GoFundMe in the bio of both of those. Anything else from you? No, I'm done. I'm, uh, next week we're gonna we're gonna be a week away from Christmas, and uh, we're gonna continue our talk about movies and traditions. And traditions, uh, and then we'll have a, a special christmas episode uh and if you have an idea for what exactly you'd like us to talk about on that christmas episode please 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 email us at bcarson129 at gmail.com we'll probably do that one on christmas night uh christmas night is a free yeah yeah we'll do that on christmas night and it'll come out the day after christmas yeah so or maybe the day of if i can get it edited in time um, so you might have a, an additional Christmas present, mm-hmm. but this has been pop culture and the pea brains, uh, with your host, Brett Carson and your other host, mm, yeah, the one that counts. Uh, can you count for me right now? Two, four, six. Seven, <laughs> um, anyway, this has been pop culture and the pea brains. And remember, keep it in the crock pot. We like our Christmas brains slow cooked. We will see you next week.